0: Counterspin Media presents the New Zealand 2023 election special. It's time to pick the winner. Brian Tamaki, the co-leader of Freedoms NZ, joins us now. Welcome to the show, Brian.
1: Thank you, Hannah. Nice to be here
0: excellent now we had hannah on the other um week as well and we gave her the opportunity to make a comment about you know the brouhaha that kind of happened a few weeks ago did you want to make an um and a comment about that as well
1: no 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 time
0: for that all right we'll just move forward excellent now um we brought you on because we are bringing all the leaders of the minor parties on um, just to give their view because obviously Mainstream media is, it's harder to cut through, but obviously you um, are getting a few stories in there, which is good. Now, please, can you clarify for a lot of people out there who are still confused about what the concept is of this umbrella party, which you're the co-leader of, um, just so that they can understand how many parties are involved and what it means?
1: Yeah. Well, quite simply, the umbrella um, was asked by the people at the uh, by-election in Tauranga to get the um, small parties to all unite and the best way to do that was to bring it into the umbrella, which gives the ability for every small party to submit or give up their party vote into the umbrella, which means every party collectively joins their party vote into that one umbrella that gives us a better opportunity to not only um, get past the 5% threshold, but even do better. So that, that's the whole concept of it. It just unites all of the parties um party vote into one. Excellent.
0: Now mm. um are you people want to know, are you running in an electorate or are you simply going to be on the party list?
1: No, I'm on the party list.
0: Okay. Which... So so if you get five percent, that means or if you get one candidate voted in, it means you will come in on the list as well? Yeah. Okay. And is it, can you please tell us, is it too late for any of the other smaller parties to join if they were looking at that?
1: Well, no, actually, because I've got an appointment tomorrow with one and another one as well. So there are two parties now that are seriously considering joining and, um, and joining together to unite that party vote to give them an opportunity to get across the threshold and make some use of the talent that's out there.
0: And I've been asking all the candidates this as well. Would you accommodate, um, you know, standing down someone in an electorate if you felt like there was a freedom candidate from another party that had a stronger chance of winning? uh, Would you stand your candidate down?
1: Yeah, that's been the agreement they've all made from the beginning, um, that the parties within the umbrella wouldn't stand against other parties in the umbrella, so um, that was the agreement. So they've pretty much stuck to that and that we would support, put our support behind the candidate in that area rather than have the same you know, electorate contested by two um, candidates that are under the same umbrella was pointless. After all, it's about working together and uniting our strengths so we can put it on laser beam the bullseye. And that's the whole idea of why I believe we did this to offer the umbrella as a way of parties uniting together. Um, That's been a bit more difficult than I thought. Um, If we all had have united from the beginning, I think we would have been in a stronger position right now, um, particularly how this this election is panning out, that National is going to need a, a pretty good coalition partner or confidence and supply partner whatever, eventuates. But there is now a need for a true centre-right party. Um, I believe National's more centre-left, and this leaves a big gap open for a party like ours. And don't forget, one-third of the population is still undecided, and most of them uh, are women, Henna. So there you go. There's every opportunity.
0: Well, we do know that a lot of women were, um, you know, they were somehow mesmerised by the Adern effect. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, well, I mean, they've got two men to choose from now in the main major parties. The, I mean, this bringing up the National Party, that's a good question about coalition or confidence and supply. What is your official position on that?
1: Well, for, for me to speak, it would be my personal opinion because I don't think we've, we have talked about it. Um, I think we prefer to be in a position where we don't have to be in a coalition with National or any of them. Confidence and supply. So on every issue or policy they put up, we want the power or the ability to be able to vote that up or vote it down, whatever is, is um, acceptable to the people that we represent. And um, I think that might be the position in the end, particularly if we have a ballot box revolution and we do get more than just six seats past the 5%, hey, that could put us in a great position uh, to negotiate a a better deal and start the process of cleaning up Parliament and getting our country back again.
0: Yeah, it's definitely an election uh, for the minor parties to win, really, because the two major Mm. parties are hemorrhaging votes. Now, one thing that was suggested, I mean, you at the beginning weren't even going to stand, um, you know, as a well, you're not standing as a candidate, but obviously you weren't even going to be really part of the political right. side of it. You were willing to help in the background. What changed your mind and what do you say to people that say, well, maybe if Brian wasn't there and it was a different leader, you know, what do you say to that?
1: Well, I wasn't. No, that's true. Uh, all the years and back when I've been involved in politics, it's always been supporting somebody else or, or a party that most lined up with our values. This time, because of the protests and the unusual um, times we're in, and we all know that we've been through a lot, um, it, it. and it still I wasn't going to stand. Uh, but it was only when Hannah and I came back from Israel, which has been a lifelong dream to get there, um, over there it was Hannah who saw um, the whole uh, journey or the walk where Christ took his cross and the pain and suffering and all the jeering and the hate. And, I mean, I wasn't thinking about it. I was focused on the actual last path to the crucifixion. But she was, in her words, was moved inside to consider that this man did take the hate and the railing and the whatever else, you know, that really was most of us would run from. Um, it made her think, well, maybe that's what Brian should do, And you know, regardless of what people think. It's the opposite. And um, so she came and said to me, no, you should stand, which was kind of turnaround. Um, And at first I thought, "Um, hold on, I I wasn't going to. Maybe the public will see this as quite disingenuous that I planned it or something like that. But um, we talked about it a bit more. I left it for a day or two, then I agreed that I would. And And I know that was going to compound things and, People, but when we got back and announced that, there was hardly anybody that brought that up and said, hey, you said, you know. They didn't, actually. And and there were some people that were very complimentary and said, well, you should because the, the, cont- the main uh, line that came through was, we don't need another politician at this time. We need a leader. Um, a leader who is able to approach this with strength, with courage and maybe open it up and once it's opened up meet the talented gifted experience people who want to give themselves to, to the political part of it that's how it should go And you know it's kind of right really um whether you like me or, or hate me um the leadership gift is there and it does lead it gathers it opens up you know um i don't mind taking the hits has been a pioneer. And if that means that others can get through and do the business that matters, well, I don't mind. And that seems to be what's what's taking place.
0: Oh, okay. Thank you for that. Now, getting into the main policies of the Freedoms NZ umbrella, would you like
1: to touch on some of those? Well, some of them immediately come to mind is that number one, we will exit. Uh, all the global globalists, and I'm talking about the World Health Organization, the World Economic Forum, and United Nations. We said that right from the beginning that we see the interference coming from globalists and corporations, and we will exit that immediately in the first 180 days that we're voted in. Um, Great. Also, okay. Just
0: can I just just before we move to the next one, yeah? just can I just ask a question on the. Um, because there's there is now talk of a new virus circulating and a potential pandemic, and you know lockdowns and mask mandates all coming back, um, in September, October. Uh, would what would your position be on you know vaccines and mask mandates and all that kind of thing no, in New
1: Zealand? My my position doesn't change. Mine's been consistent right from the beginning. I stood. Um, we made a a, a definite um declaration about. What we felt about the uh, mandates, um, we stood for that, and we also uh, were unvaxed and never been involved in vaccination. So, the, my position remains the same; it's consistent. So, if they come again, you can guarantee Brian and Henna Tarmaki, and probably the Destiny Church movement who did it in the first place, will take a stand again and say, "Nah, no more of that rubbish in here. Uh, yep. We're not going to be we're not going to be forced to comply." with our rights and our freedoms being smashed again. And, and I see um,
0: what ended up being just a testing uh, centre in your car park, that's gone now, is it just for clarity's sake, for everybody?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's gone. And the whole thing's over, it's finished. And it's always been a testing station. There's never been any vaccinations that I'm aware of. And that's always been my request from the beginning. No vaccinations on that site. You can do it on your other ones around the place, up the road at Takanini, but not there. There never has been, and neither has Hannah and I ever condoned it or been involved in it. All
0: right. And do you think you just a blanket no for the next one? Yep. Okay. All right. Now, what are your other policies that you'd like to make people aware of?
1: Well, apart from exiting the global influence, um, New Zealand's not up for sale. That goes with that. And we're going to get back our country, and I think we are got to realise that our sovereignty or our self-autonomy is very important. Mm -hmm. We need to be having our resources uh, available. Um, We need to be uh, basically self-determining. So we're not dependent on any other country. So we'd start to um, re-energise Marsden Point and upgrade it. Um, Start using our own coal instead of importing uh, inferior coal and paying that price. Also, uh, been getting to use our own f- fuel because of the fuel that we're importing is also inferior and costing a lot. But it makes us dependent on I mean, any time in the northern hemisphere, these ships can be stopped, and then we're at the mercy of what happens way across the other side of the world. I don't think that's good enough. And we want to be in charge of our own food supplies. We have enough food to feed 40 million people. I cannot, well, I do understand because it's a political problem rather than a producer or a product problem, because we have that amount of food to feed 40 million, we have 166,000 children that cannot be fed properly every day, it means it's not that problem, it's a problem from politics. So those things that are there, if you want to entrench the New Zealand Bill of Rights into supreme law status so that we would never be in the predicament we were in the last three, four years, having our Bill of Rights and our freedoms uh, run over roughshod by the judicial system, leaving us bare and naked and not being able to have any type of protection uh, for the citizens of this country because they took them away.
0: Now, what about co-governance? Have you got a position on that?
1: Absolutely. Um, No co-governance. Co-governance is not a part of the deal because I believe we are one people. Essentially, we have one law, one flag, and we need to, well, one faith for that matter as well. And we need to be all together uh, with that. That comes, the the separation has come because I believe a government has made a climate for that to happen. That's the Labour government with Jacinda Ardern but it started with the um, national government and John Key and Peter Sharples from the Māori Party when they knew that they had a deal up with He Pūpua, that they would use that to give leverage for Māori to begin to take a 50% ownership in a governing authority of this country and its resources. So that's a no. But at the same time, we've had to respect the fact that Māori do hold a place that's special and that we need to enjoy each other's gifts and talents and potential, and we're better together. That's the whole thing, that we are apart.
0: Great. Now, just moving through to the question about how are you, do you have a strategy around reaching out to mainstream New Zealanders and people that may not have heard your message before? And, I mean, you are getting some mainstream media coverage, but, yeah, have you got a
1: strategy? Probably will be today, too. Tonight on 6 o'clock news, we're there again. <laughs> My man, Carl Wookerlucka, he has done it again. He leaned across the fence at a, a press conference with our friend, the other Chris, Chris Luxon. And um, it's hilarious. Have you seen it, yet? No, I haven't. I haven't oh, checked that out. Yeah, it's on News Hub. It's on Hero It'll... it'll He's done it again. He did it to Chris Hipkins at the Otara Market. Somehow we all looked at this and it's gone. I think it's going to go pretty much viral locally anyway, but it's so funny. He leans over the fence and away he goes. He challenges this guy that Otara is a part of your electorate too, Mr Luxon. Why don't you visit there? (laughs) Mr Luxon said, can we have a private talk? And he said, no, no private talks. you need to be open? And he says, you said you're a Christian, but you won't touch the abortion, the extreme abortion law. And Mr. Luxon said, we'll talk privately after. And he says, no. <laughs> and he carries on and it's, he gets into the whole thing about, um, you know, treating, you're going to be the next government, he said. You're going to be the next prime minister. So we want to hold you accountable now. So not afterwards where you won't take any notice of me. <laughs> it's quite good. It's, so it's going off. So anyway...
0: Well, that's what I it's mean, about. It is about holding our leaders accountable. And, um, yeah. you know, it's the same on our side, on the freedom side. You know, all our freedom leaders will be held accountable as well. And we'll, you know, be asking the hard questions there as well. Um, so good job on them. Is there anything else you want to add? Or where can people find you if they want to be part of your campaign?
1: Well, I didn't even have a chance to say about their Family policies, our law and order policies of beauty and the farming policy, they're all there and they, they can access that online on the website. No, I don't, Hannah. Just thank you for the opportunity. And now you're a mum with a little baby storm. That's something.
0: <laughs> yes, and I'm definitely um, a mother and a breastfeeder. I'm um, not, you know, a birthing parent and not a chest feeder, just to make that really clear for That's everybody right. out there.
1: <laughs> and you'll be making you'll be wanting to make sure that the education system is going to be healthy for him or you'll homeschool him?
0: Well, that's right. Think, well, as if, if the education's anything like it is now, Brian, he will not be going to school, just to make that clear.
1: That's it. A lot of them are leaving. to go to Australia. This morning, when I was doing a live here, I talked about the violence that's in the school grounds and um, and bus stops, and now they've got a, it's out of hand and they can't control it. So police are patrolling the school grounds, some of them three times a day now, because, and they call it a trend, it's, it's really not. It's a hangover from the days of the lockdowns and all these young kids now between the ages of about 11 to 17. So they know that they can get away with blue murder because they're under 18 and the police are yeah, right. tied. That's so a real worry. Be- they're beating kids. I mean, it's random acts of violence. It's quite, it's quite bad.
0: It's very concerning, and you know we will need to get you back on uh, as the campaign progresses yeah. because there's so much to talk about. Uh, we really appreciate you coming on, and no doubt people can go and find you um, on Facebook, um, Freedoms NZ, um, and you know even Vision New Zealand with Hannah or um, Freedoms yeah. and Outdoors, Party with Sue Gray, okay. and all the rest of them. So thank you so much, Brian, and we wish you all the best for the rest of the campaign.
1: My pleasure. Thank you, Hannah. Bye bye. Counterspin Media dot com.